Good day, Buffet. Sorry to keep you waiting. Your table is ready for All You Can Eat, a weekly comeback of K-pop music commentary. My name is Chuck Jose, and each week we take a brand new release and we let you know what we think about it. But of course, before we get to that, I've got to introduce you to the other two co-leaders of the group. Um, It's been a while since we... Uh, did our season three debut? Um, I think we t- we we went out and we took a big break uh, in between because we got so um, we got so exhausted from that premiere. So we're back. Um, one of your co leaders, of course, is Alan Mark. How are you? How have you been since our triple S episode? Yes. Hello. I'm fine. Uh, yeah, busy, but also enjoying. Catching Pokemon. So things are good. Have you uh, named any of your Pokemon after K-pop idols or groups? Or have you been sticking to the normal names? What's a normal name? Uh, Some have been, actually. (laughs) There's one ghost dog Pokemon I named Vix because of the whole horror Mm -hmm. concept. And then there's also the deer Pokemon that are different colors uh, based on uh, the season. And I ended up naming them after the members of YYY, not YYYY, of uh, Luna One Third. So okay. it started up because the first one I got was a uh, like a light pink one. So of course I named it Vivi. And yeah. then the next one was green. So of course that ended up being Hustle. And then I went for Hyunjin and Heejin from there. Uh, but yeah, otherwise it's not K-pop related. Like my starter, I got the fire type. I named her Tapatio uh, and other fun stuff like uh, there's a bread dog that's named that's named Fido, and it evolves into uh, Dosh Bun, and I named that one Pontisol. So that's where I'm at. Oh man. Okay. Sorry. Um, so yes. So the answer is yes. You <laughs> you have been naming your Pokemon. I don't know if I'm gonna name any more K-pop, but I have been naming them in general. Nice. I'm not a big fan of because. I need to know who the new Pokemon are, and if I nickname them, I'm never gonna find. I'm never gonna like remember their name afterwards. So I only I think, named the new Pokemon. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I haven't gone around to the old Pokemon yet. Yeah, well, that's great. I, I, uh, maybe we can find a group of people to play Pokemon with. I don't know if you're listening to this. If there's that cross section, that Venn diagram of Pokemon and uh, K-pop. Oh, then you can. It's there. So it's 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 just a circle, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, shivs down to to play Pokemon at some point. We could join okay, for cool. this picnics. Let's do that. Perfect. Yeah, there's cooking, uh, Stephen. If you uh, <laughs> didn't know that, but yeah, it's our sandwiches. <laughs> oh yeah, and of course, rounding out the big three is the one that hails from NYC. It's Stephen. Stephen, how have you been? Are you are you planning to get Pokemon? And if not. What have you been playing? Yeah, uh, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm not playing Pokemon, but I, I've been busy growing my cult 
in a cult of the lamb and uh, having a lot of fun with that uh you can name the members of your cult but i have not have you uh, named them after k-pop uh, no idols they already have names or and i have you named them after yeah. alan mark and i is oh, my next question no they i have no i i'm not name, renaming anyone i just don't want to have to deal with the keyboard on the switch so <laughs> yeah um but yeah that's, that, that's fun uh yeah i have actually a lot of games i'm planning to play uh in the fu- near future but yeah uh i don't know if i'll get uh pokemon yet the last one i played was unite so <laughs> with you two <laughs> i mean that's a great yeah, one that was fun <laughs> yeah so Many um years ago well hopefully alan mark and i can convince you because it really is um uh, like up there is like top tier Pokemon and like transformation over the series mm-hmm. and like I hope it just kind of continues from there um, but okay let's talk about K-pop um, yeah it's been a while since we have talked about K-pop together um, I know Steven you had yeah. your own solo <laughs> release that yeah, was really I'm, fun I'm to glad. listen to oh, did you listen to it? I did listen oh to it God. yeah yeah, that I, was great. I, I tried. I like said this is what it's gonna be, and then I just started talking, and it was not what I thought it would be. But it was it was kind of an interesting exercise. Yeah, it's kind of nice because um, it because obviously I I, I kind of lead the discussion, and then um, Alamark has like a huge chunk of like uh, rundown to give. So it's like line distribution wise. You're, it, yeah, you don't get as much in the podcast. Right. Um, so that's why it was great to just hear your voice throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And like it it was just seamless. I, I, I kind of felt like you were this it was just your podcast. Like we weren't even listening to How You Can Eat. It was just the Stephen <laughs> show. So that was really fun to can listen you, uh, to. You bleep that out, please. Just kidding. Oh yeah. It's all right. Didn't we already, didn't um, we already say your we last probably, name? I'm sure we said it. But oh, never maybe, but people forgot to uh, my first name. <laughs> For, forgot. I will definitely <laughs> just need to happened. let people. I was typing and I just together. realized what happened. <laughs> I will definitely bleep that out. I, I will make a note to bleep out. But the oh, last, your first name only. Yes, please, please yeah. do the Stephen. It's just fun. The Stephen Labada. It's fun and maybe Latin. Inspired, Maybe, yeah. Like half of K-pop these days, yeah. Well, Vicens, what I said was sort of so <laughs> appropriate, <laughs> um, but oh, yeah, the editing is uh, a lot of work. So <laughs> kudos to both of you. Well, I, I don't know how hard you edit, uh, Alamark, but for me, it's kind of like I just fit all our recordings now, and I just have like a template where I just fit like. All your presets oh, yeah. are there, like with oh, your with the effects and the smart. noise canceling. So it's that's just the first two or three or maybe ten episodes where I was fiddling with the settings and everything. Mm-hmm. But now I just now I just uh I do that. Um and then also um before we start, uh Steven, do you want uh, I mean this your this is your pod now. <laughs> I mean you, you took over. Yes. Yeah. You're you're still uh you're still squatting on it, so we can't kick you out. Um, but um, I didn't ask you to prepare for this, but you were the one who fired up our Spotify wrapped. And um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, wanted, I wanted to know if you could, you could like, 
give a shout out to the stats and to the people who listen to us and right. just um I don't know just it yeah well the one uh thing that they showed us that I I kept or that I know is that for 62 of you listeners out there we are your number one podcast so a huge shout out to all of you we we love you all for listening um but for the for we're a top 10 podcast for 205 people i mean yeah this is just really cool to see we we would love to hear from you all too so uh we hope you are enjoying it uh but yeah i i think we're all very grateful to have all of you listening. Uh, we do enjoy doing this a lot, but uh, we would love to also know that you enjoy listening to us too. But thank you anyway for listening. Um, yeah, I'll have to check what else uh, it gave us. Uh, I know we're in like 36 countries, which I feel like the normal stats always show more, but um, this is just Spotify, so maybe the other platforms give us some more information. Um, but yeah, a pretty exciting year for us. Uh, uh, with 38 episodes is what it said. Wow. I, I don't know when we are going to hit... Uh, by the way, can you hear me? Uh, my Zoom's all getting all messed up. Oh. Am I coming in clear? You're okay now, yeah. Okay, Very good. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I I don't know because like this is episode ninety three, so definitely won't hit it this year. But I feel like in February we'll hit our one hundred. I don't know. Um, hopefully, we'll have something planned by then. Um, we'll we'll set up a meeting, the yeah. long overdue uh, powwow with the group. But yeah, we uh, want to definitely celebrate everyone listening and definitely celebrate the show because. Uh, I said it before, I'll say it again. I never thought I would ever be a part of a podcast that reached over 10 episodes, <laughs> um, let alone 100. So that's just that's just a wild, wild thing to think about. So, so super exciting. Okay, let's, let's get to the meat and potatoes of the show, or at least the appetizers. And um, we, uh, of course, have a wonderful episode, wonderful um, group to talk about wonderful release. Uh, but we do want to show some love to the other releases that came out this week um, in a segment that we like to call Stephen's Specials of the Week. So Stephen, what can people look forward to eating otherwise? Or, you know, what else are they looking forward to eating? Yeah, yeah we, we have some uh, big releases this week. Uh, as we get into the last month of the year, uh, but starting off, Oh, oh, well, we actually have two debuts I'm going to mention today, plus a few uh, artists we know well. But starting off on Monday, we have the comeback from Red Velvet. It's called the Reva Festival 2022 Birthday. It is a mini album with the title track, Birthday. It's their second mini album of the year, technically the fifth Reva Festival release. But I don't know like what number EP this is. It's like... 12 or 10, depending on how you count them. But they, they have a lot. Uh, anyway, the, uh, the title track, Birthday Samples, George Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue. So continuing a great year for orchestral music sampling. And there are just some familiar names in the credits. 
like Kenzie and Moonshine together on a track. We have EJ, some 153 Dreambus people, and then we have some others. Uh, Ghost Child LTV, Ciara Muscat, Farida Benunis, Sondra Milongo Nystrom, and Chris Dirty Rice Mackey, among others. Um, so yeah, I listened to that, and uh, I guess some people at my company also did, <laughs> and they enjoyed it too. Um, that was Red Velvet on Monday. Uh, next up on Wednesday, we have the first debut, first of two boy groups debuting this week, and they are called We and You, and they have their debut single, Haru Haru, and they are they are a five-member boy group under Irion Entertainment. Uh, their name is short for We and You. Uh, potential names, according to one of the members, were Iris and Weather. Um, but each of the five members has previously debuted, or they're like actors. Uh, but some of the groups they were in include VX, Big Flow, Sea Clown, Enkus, and Sigma. And this is kind of a, a second chance for a lot of them. Um, and we also have some early 90s liners in the group. So I think a few of them have completed their military service too. Um, the, there, there's a, the single and then a B-side, and the songs were written by Madewell and Ziyup, who was also a member of the group Sigma with uh, Chanyo, who is in We and You. So good luck to them. Uh, moving on to Thursday, we have a mini album from Stella Jang. It's called Winter Stella. Uh, with the title track, Winter Dream. This is her holiday album. Uh, and there are four covers of some well-known holiday tunes. But the title track is unoriginal and I think sure to be a new classic. I think it's all in English, so no French on this one. Um, but I, And I think she's also playing the flute on this album, which is cool. Uh, and she said this album's been an idea for at least three years. And now she finally gets to release one. So yeah, congrats on your winter holiday album, Stella. Um, same day, the second debut is a group called Seed, spelled X-E-E-D. And they have a mini album called Dreamland with the title track, Dreamland. Uh, but it, the song's name is two words, while the mini album's name is one word, Dreamland. Uh, they are they are a four-member boy group under Nature Space, and their name takes the word seed to open seeds of hope and comfort in the heart, and then it takes the letter X for infinite growth. Um, but similar to We and You, the other uh, debut group this week, seed members also have debuted before, or they've been on a survival show like Boys 24. Uh, the groups they were on were, were in were... Lucenta and Off the Cuff, and their youngest member is a 96 liner. So these two groups aren't like super, super young, um, like many of the debut groups we typically see. Uh, something interesting about them is that they had a crowdfunding campaign on the platform Rising Star, which seems to have a lot of K pop crowdfunding. So this group Seed, in a way, they got their sort of seed money, uh, but they raised over 35 million won, which is around $25,000. Uh, and if you were in the top tier or the highest tier donor, uh, you get a signed album, you get to get a, have a video call with them, and you also have something they're calling a meaningful collection. So some nice rewards if you uh, 
were a generous donor for this new group. Um, kind of an interesting uh, platform. I'll have to look into it more to see if, I don't know, other groups could use it to crowdfund for like, I don't know, a, a legal battle or something. Um, but yeah, good luck to Seed. I like seeing these groups that have kind of uh, experienced uh, idols. And lastly, on Friday, I think this is a pretty big release uh, from RM, a full-length album called Indigo with the title track Wildflower. This is RM's first full-length album with 10 tracks. Uh, I think just kind of an incredible list of features on the album. We have Tablo, Cold, Kim Sawal, Park Ji-yoon, Paul, Paul Blanco, and Mahalia on a song, and then Anderson Pack and Erica Badu as well as Hon producing the track Closer, or Closer maybe, uh, which is the song Paul Blanco and Mahalia are featured on. Um, and in addition to just this release, RM will be doing a Tiny Desk concert uh, out at uh, 5 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow, or on Friday. Um, and I'm just curious to see, will my coworkers slack me about it tomorrow? So we'll see. <laughs> Great. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's RM's album. And that rounds out my specials of the week. So do you feel like you're the de facto K-pop expert in your Slack channel? On my team, at least. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or the, There's like, no, there's the no fellow fan. colleagues who uh, have some sort of affinity towards other groups or anything like that? I know one of my coworkers on my team listens or two people do but i guess it's like my thing i guess <laughs> i mean oh yeah so so you're like the the equivalent of like when your relatives have to send you something related to like a filipino athlete or musician mm-hmm. and they're like oh have you seen have you seen this one like yeah I, I, like i really like the so i'm i'm sure people do that with you they're like oh steven i I saw this new song by Blackpink. I thought you might <laughs> like it or something like that. They haven't. No one's really done that yet, but I, it's a bit of a newer revelation to them. So maybe they'll start after they see uh, something on NPR about it. <laughs> wait, wait. So, so is RM just gonna do a bunch of like what? What would that tiny desk be? Well, like all his stuff, I guess. No, it's I guess from the new album. And oh uh, yeah, yeah, they did. NPR Music posted a photo of a, a drum set of, of an NPR mm. drum set. So, who's going to be playing the drums? Bruno Mars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you, Stephen. Um, yet again, another delicious special uh, for the week. All right. So, uh, I think. I think we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't delay any further. I think Alamar is going to need as much time as possible to hit all the cliff notes. Um, there's a lot of history. Obviously, I don't know if you're going to need the whole history, but I'm sure there's going to be a good amount of stuff you're going to talk about. So, yeah. Alamar, please help our listeners and help me also because I need some. I need some. Re- rehashing, refreshing of my memory. Yeah, please uh, give us the rundown for this week's episode. Yeah, sure. So yeah, it is a long history because uh, we're doing another Gen Two girl group reunion comeback. It's very exciting. 
is uh, is 2022 the uh of uh is is it the year of the two of the second gens i guess i don't know i don't know because last year brought us a lot of the boy groups coming back mm. but then this okay, is where this all the, girl the girl groups, groups are coming back so yeah that's yeah. fair just like right. the world cup and olympics they they can, they have to trade Sorry, just like the winter sure. and the summer Olympics. Okay, anyway, sorry. All right. Go ahead. Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, but so the group we're talking about is, uh, you'll see it from the title, it's Kata. So Kata is a South Korean girl group. The name coming from the Greek word for Kata, I believe, uh, meaning joy, but they further made it interpreted as sweet melody. So under DSP Media, they officially debuted as a quartet featuring members Park Gyuri, Han Seung-yeon, Kim Sung-hee, and Nicole Jung uh, on March 29th, 2007, where they released their first album, The First Blooming, featuring the single Break It, which unfortunately was not a commercial success, likely overshadowed by other rookie girl groups from larger companies that uh, debuted that year like Girls' Generation and the Wonder Girls. <laughs> but prior to the first comeback the next year, uh, member Kim Sung-hee announced that she was leaving the group and retiring from the entertainment industry, uh, pushing their expected album release from March to a later date as a mini-album, and that they would hold auditions to add two new members to the group. Those members would come to be Gu Hara and Kang Ji-young, leading to the July 24th, 2008 release of the mini-album Rock You, the first as a quintet, and transitioning from a strong, edgier style to a cute concept, uh, accentuated even more with the follow-up EP Pretty Girl that November. Then, they followed that up with the repackaged album Honey and its single of the same name on February 13th, 2009, which became their real big first successful hits, reaching number one on the charts and earning them their first music show win on M Countdown on March 5th. And they were only getting started because the next years would bring a string of singles that have become iconic in the K-pop uh, industry uh, with Mr. and its butt dance, uh, Lupin. And they would also make their Japanese debut, uh, and including a, Jap a second Japanese single, Jumping, which finished off uh, their 2010 with their first compilation album as well. Then uh, in 2011, four members, Seung-yeon, Nicole, Hara, and Ji-young, would file a lawsuit against DSP for contract termination on the grounds of denying requests of, uh, of uh, tasks and also forcing tasks upon the members, as well as potentially denying shares of profits, particularly with their Japanese promotions. Though later that day, Hara would pull herself out of that lawsuit and return to the company uh, due to a misunderstanding of what the lawsuit was about. Uh, but by April, DSP and the three remaining members would resolve the dispute and the group would continue as five members, uh, which kind of became sort of a common thing with DSP but and in K-pop in general in that era. With, that's a whole different thing. After more Japanese promotions, they returned to the South Korean market finally in September with their third album, Step, and then followed that up with more Japanese promotions <laughs> after the Step promotions continued or concluded. Then in 2012, they had their first headlining tour in Asia called 
Kareja and, <laughs> and、uh, became the fifth artist in Japan to reach the number one spot in two different categories of the Oricon charts.、Uh, for them, it was DVD and Blu ray disc ranks, two separate ones. So they joined Nami Amuro, AKB 488, Mr. Children, and Rad Wimps、uh, in that regard. Which would also make them the first Korean act to have this、uh, accomplishment. Then later that year, they released the mini album Pandora, showcasing a more mature concept, but still maintaining the high level of popularity you've learned to expect from this group.、Uh, the first half of 2013 showed more Japanese promotions, including their eighth and ninth singles, as well as their own anime series called, titled Kara the Animation. Which spanned five episodes where each member pursued different careers. <laughs> Then in September, they had their fourth South Korean full album called Full Bloom, possibly a nod to their debut album,、uh, featuring the title track Damaged Lady. Then in 2014, members Nicole and Ji Young would decide not to renew their contracts with DSP as、uh, the members' contracts expired that year. Uh, and they would end up leaving the group, Nicole,、uh, who wanted to sign with a different agency, though she did hope to continue with Kara, but I guess DSP did not want to deal with that. And then Ji Young wanted to pursue studies abroad.、Uh, so Kara at that point continued as a trio. But in May, DSP launched a reality competition show called The Kara Project, which would feature seven trainees, including former members of the disbanded group. Already、uh, competing to become a fourth member of Kara. At the end, Hyo Young Ji won and joined the group. So in August, they released the EP Day and Night featuring the single Mamma Mia, the first with the new lineup, and then the seventh EP In Love in May 2015,、uh, sprinkling more Japanese singles and tours in between. Then in 2016, DSP announced that members Yuri, Seung Yun, and Hara would depart from Kara. Due to their individual contracts expiring as well that year, and Young Ji would continue as a solo artist.、Uh, though the agency did announce disbandment, the members did leave space to open for a reunion if they wish to do so in the future.、Um, all right, so now we're getting to the, I guess, more serious parts. So、uh, we'll have to put here a trigger warning、uh, regarding domestic violence, assault, death, and suicide. So... Uh, skip ahead a few minutes if you do not wish to hear about these things. But in 2018,、uh, member Guhara had filed a lawsuit against her partner, Che Jongbum, for threatening to release a sex tape of them, one that was filmed without her consent, in an attempt to end her career. And this had come from after an altercation that prior September, where he, would, he broke into her home while she was sleeping. Arguing to break up, which led to violent assault.、Uh, the trial session then started the following year、um, in April 19, 2019, where、uh, Che Jung Bum would deny charges,、uh, some of the charges of filming the, the video, injury, intimidation, and coercion, and only admitted to the destruction of property.、Uh, likely with the argument that you know, Hada, having stayed in the relationship, was sort of Reason.、Uh, yeah, through all this, the following May, Gohara was admitted to the hospital following a suicide attempt and thus couldn't attempt the following trial session.、Uh, though at the end of the 
sessions in the trial in August, Che Jungbum was acquitted of the charges of filming. Uh, since the court agreed that though it was done without her consent, they found him not guilty because she remained in the relationship oh. afterwards, which is an awful display of misogyny and sexism in the system that has been so harmful to victims of abuse. Uh, Jungbum was eventually sentenced to a year and a half of prison with three years of probation for all the other charges. Um, but after, through all this, because of the news of the implicit sex tape going public and confirmed through the trials, Guhara then received harassment online despite of being the victim, likely because of the sexual acts as well as uh, staying in the relationship afterward. You know, more ugly displays of misogyny and sexism in, uh, you know, that society can bring. Uh, then after all that deal throughout that whole year, on November 24th, 2019, uh, Guhara was tragically found having died by suicide in her home. So very unfortunate, uh, you know, after a series of just terrible, I guess, experiences that she had to deal with uh, that, you know, uh, unfortunately that, that happened. But uh, following her death, more attention was brought to sex crimes against women in South Korea. A petition was signed by hundreds of thousands demanding more severe punishment for non-consensual filming of sex acts. Things that I had mentioned in the past regarding stuff like the Burning Sun scandal and the, not necessarily Burning Sun, but what came out of that, the uh, the filming from, I forgot his name, Chong. I know what, his name doesn't matter because mm-hmm. who cares about that guy um, and stuff like that. And it was also um, found out that Guhara actually helped along with, with the, a lot of the, uh, the investigation going on in that case as well. So when she was still alive. Uh, so furthermore, Guhara's brother, Gu Ho-in, also started a petition to revise South Korea's uh, inheritance law, uh, asking to prevent a parent from claiming inheritance if they had neglected their parental duties since uh, Hara and Ho-in essentially were raised in a single household uh, having an estranged mother though after Hada's death their estranged mother contacted Ho-in for a share of the inheritance. Uh, Ho-in pushed to introduce the, uh, this into law, uh, updating the law and introduce it as the Guhara Act uh, and this revision of the law finally passed in December of 2020 during the 21st National Assembly so uh, at least you know there's some positive outcome out of, you know, in response to uh, this unfortunate tragedy. Um, yeah, so, all right. Hopefully, uh, this is the point where you can stop fast-forwarding and I'll get back to the whole group. So, uh, fast-forwarding to 2022, uh, members Gyuri, Seongyeon, Nicole, Jiyoung, and Youngji would reunite for group photos to commemorate the group's 15-year debut anniversary. Uh, and they would post uh, post those photos on their individual Instagram accounts, as well as uh, tagging Guhara along with them because she will always forever be a part of the group as well. And then this was followed by the announcement that they plan to release a reunion album with those five aforementioned members. And on November 29th, they released that EP, Move Again, with the lead single, When I Move, 
with their first comeback stage occurring during the 2022 Mama Awards. Can't get more iconic than that. And yeah, that's the album that we are discussing in this episode today. All right. Thanks, Al, Mark. Um, I admittedly do not have as much history with Kara, but I've always... I, I know, Alamark, you definitely are a huge fan of them. Um, but Steven, did you uh, did you grow up? Uh, were you just all girls generation? Uh, did you have your GG blinders? or, or <laughs> Kind you, uh, of, actually. I yeah. was always just aware of, of Kara when they were around. I mean, I knew Mr. and the dance really well. It was just yeah, so yeah. popular. It was everywhere. And like I knew Lupin and Step. I, I, don't, I don't think I ever actually listened to any of their albums but i saw them a lot on like all the variety shows where i was watching for like girls generation but they yeah. and but they were always so fun and um mm-hmm. yeah i i think they're they're just a, a great i really like just having all of them be together at the same time yeah. it was a fun moment and, and time oh my god oh i'm just remembering this show it was i think sunny and hara were on it with some other people and they had like there's like a cow that they got close to it and it was really fun um (laughs) yeah i forgot what show it was it was just one of those fun friday shows where they go someplace and meet the locals and it's fun um awesome uh well i i think um i think it's great that uh so this 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 uh reunion is it just like a uh, an anniversary album, or are have they come back? Is this? Uh, like- I don't know because they're still in their, I guess, individual agencies. They okay. don't do as much music nowadays. I think Nicole and Ji Young a little bit. Uh, the others have done more acting. I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, though I do believe this um, album was uh, released under. I guess, well, RBW because yeah. they bought DSP. <laughs> but I guess then in that case, still DSP. Uh, so yeah, it was when I saw the music video and it showed RBW at the end, I was very thrown off. <laughs> um, and then I remembered. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, In my opinion, I know. My, where I see it, I don't necessarily think that we can would expect more Kata stuff yeah. down the road. Um, I know they were planning doing some promotion in Japan still with this album. But other than that, yeah, I don't know. It would be fun. I would really love to see more Kata stuff. Uh, but I mean, I'm not gonna be too hopeful because they haven't done music together outside of this since 2016. So, wait, yeah, I it's such a yeah, it's such a fun phenomenon because I feel like I I I don't know. It's just this could just be me being late, so I wasn't so. Um, yeah, I didn't have the finger uh, on the pulse during the third gen. Um, but is there just this general resurgence of second gen groups? Like, is this like a... I'm Obviously, they were still around during the third gen. Mm-hmm. But like, it's almost like a revitalization, it seems. Yeah. And like um, a reimagining of what their group can be kind of phenomenon happening. And so it makes sense that Kata could fit right into all of that because um i mean they they were an incredible group incredible like had an incredible discography and everything like that and then um 
yeah, obviously everything that went down kind of broke the group up in in a way. Um, but yeah, I I, I really like this trend. I, I mean, you were saying it at the jump, like this was this twenty twenty two is the year of the girl group or the second gen girl groups, and so mm-hmm. I mean, of course you have caught a, a part of that, but um, but yeah, I just I I don't know, I just love I, I want to keep seeing these groups come back more because I, I feel like um just my personal observations it's like it's obviously i've said this before it's like once you hit kind of like your you know quote unquote twilight years in k-pop you're kind of just you have to like make room for the new generations and everything like that but um yeah, yeah i wouldn't I mind like, yeah so i feel like part of it's like contract length as well i think yeah, typical contract yeah. lengths are like seven years mm-hmm. now uh, or yeah. like five, and then if you want to keep going, add tech on another two years. And from there, if you want to keep going. Uh, so I think it's just sort of the, I don't know, sort of the natural flow of the life cycle right. of K-pop groups. It's like you, you, you know? go through your contract, then you do your thing. Yeah, and maybe you get a second back. contract if you're, you know, if you want to, if it's popular, if yeah. you're popular enough. And then from there, like maybe at that point, the company has that to focus more and put more capital into their next gen group. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. Well, I, I'm re- very happy that we get to talk about these uh, these four tracks on this album Me because um, it's just fun. It just, again, when we listen to these second gen groups, it's kind of like blast from the past, kind of a Ratatouille moment where you just like transport it back into that generation. And I, definitely with this album, I was getting... I was feeling a lot of the nostalgia, so um, I think I think let's just talk about the four tracks. I, I think that's the best thing. And um, I'm sorry, Alan Mark. I when when someone has an undoubtedly heavy bias towards a group, I always mm. want them to talk first. Because oh, do I have? Oh, compared to the two, of you, I guess compared so. to the two, of I, guess so. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'd say so. Compared yeah, to the two so, of you, compared to the two of us, yeah, yeah. so. Um, so I would be remiss not to have you go first. So sure. let's just let's just get into it. Track number one, Happy Hour. Did you did you were were you left very happy and um full of alcoholic bliss? Not yeah. alcoholic bliss. Happy but, you know, in whatever this hour? happy hour is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, happy in the uh fraction of an hour that this album played. Oh my god, yeah. I, Thir- this- yeah, the, yeah. Did you play this song? For one hour is what I want to know. Mm, I should try that. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, like this song was, I think, de- so delightful. It's, um, I mean, a lot of nostalgia coming through just from the group in general. But this song and how I guess it's arranged and how it sounds tonally feels just like very uh, purposefully nostalgic in a way um, with that like. That specific guitar tone, especially that comes through from the beginning and plays throughout the whole thing, I feel like that's just like if you want a song to sound nostalgic, that's the tone you add. Um, but yeah, it was just a very, it's so pleasant. It sounds like a song that I feel like could have been done as a pre-release single, um, just to like lead up, especially with how long of an absence it had. It's like, oh yeah, this is the sort of feel good, let's reminisce type of song bleeding before we actually have the title track um and i think that may be um purposely done in that way and sounds this way because uh all five members have writing credits on this song 
So um, I think it really shows nicely how, um, like, I think the, this moment getting the five of them back together to do music again, like, means because they want to reintroduce themselves together, uh, you know, uh, with talking about these memories again. So, yeah, I'm very thankful yeah. and a great starting track for this EP. So, yeah. I, I agree with you 100%. Like, I, I thought I was in, like, the early 2010s, like… Even in the, you're talking about the um, the guitar. I, I was thinking about the drums as well. Like just Ooh. the fact that this sounds like all analog in a way. Like there's nothing. There's no digital. No, there's no like digital effects filters. It's just like I can I can imagine like the the VHS tape quality um, hand cam <laughs> recording of the, the 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 studio as they're like recording the song, and so. Um, yeah, I'm thinking. I'm very much thinking of our college times when I listened to this song. Um, so it's, it's I, with, with that. I I just felt, I felt. Um, um, I don't know. I, I was obviously happy because the song's happy hour, but I just felt a sense of like hope, a sense of like ease, easiness, and just pleasantry. It was just, it was just very, very nice to listen to from beginning to end, and. Um, yeah, it it had it had the appropriate amount of like inspirational sounding um verses that crescendos into like the very like um the very like sweeping choruses. I was just thinking of like drone shots across a field as they're, you know, like just all this imagery going on and it was just it was just really really pleasant to listen to and I thought a really great way to like just come back into this group after like ha- not having heard them for such a long time. So, yeah. So, Stephen, what about you? Yeah, I agree with everything you both have said. It was super pleasant start to this album. I was even thinking like further back, uh, thinking about I don't know late nineties, probably like that kind that guitar. Okay, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've said this. I think. When I have talked about Square by Pekarin, but like oh, it could yes. be on like the Felicity <laughs> soundtrack if there was yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I think the song just has so many pretty melodies in every section, and the members all sing it like it's just so light and like you, it does give you that ease and, and comfort. So it, it's such a nice sound. I, I didn't even know like what. I don't think I'd heard a song like this from them. I assumed that they could they had this on their albums, but like I never really dipped into their B side so much. Um, As yeah. the resident Kata fan, also same. I actually haven't listened to their B sides. I'm purely a singles person, but yeah, yeah. yeah but so like I guess it, it's good to know that they have this kind of song, and um, I think I was I was wondering like where we. Were we missing their voices? Or like, was I missing their voices? I, I I don't really recall if I thought they were exceptional singers when when they were like back in their heyday. But they all do sound great on this still. Um, so yeah, just a nice nice start to this album. Um, sorry, Lilith Fair. That's the style that. If you were thinking <laughs> okay. Of. Lilith okay. Fair. Yeah. Thank you. 
<laughs> exactly. Um, okay. All right. Well, I guess I guess we'll move on to the uh, lead <laughs> Oh, the one uh, was, uh, real quick though, I did want to mention uh, because they mentioned stuff about like the uh, especially at the end of the lines to say like it's our dream sweet melody. That's why I wanted to um, mention <laughs> in the beginning that the they interpret their uh, group name as like sweet melody uh, too. So it's like oh, it's very um, like purposeful that the lyrics that they chose for this. So I thought that was a nice little little touch. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at these lyrics now and uh, I, yeah, I didn't pick up on a lot of it earlier, but I think they're pretty touching from what I can tell. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. All right. So let's move on to the song that was debuted at this year's Mama's Award or Mama Awards. Um, when I move, track number two. Um, Alamark. <laughs> Wait, what's happening? What? Me? Yeah, nothing. Me again? Wait, what? Was me it, again? What? You want me to go first again? Oh, yeah, no, because we don't we just loop? Wait, what's happening? I went first in the last song. Oh, it's me then. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, it's been so long. Oh, My God. <laughs> I forgot that we Ooh. just, we sequentially go down oh my god this is ah this i is had the same trouble when, when i was doing the victim show <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot it's me again oh shoot <laughs> oh it's not me again oh. <laughs> oh that is funny okay so sorry alamark i am the one who's going to start off with track number two the lead single of this um of this track. So I admittedly did not watch the performance. Um, so I, I my my first time listening to the song was with my listen throughs of this album. And if you told me this was Kata, I would not have thought of that. Like I, I, I thought I like I thought this was just like another another current modern K pop song because it's it's fun. It's like a really, really fun dance track. And I just had a whole lot of um, fun. And or the, it, like it really went because from going from happy hour to this song, um, I, I did not expect the jump in the level of the intensity. So um, I kind of like, like kind of got up off my the couch and kind of went like, oh, okay, oh, I want to dance now. Um, so so yeah, this this song is great. Uh, I thought as a single, it's it's per- it makes sense. It's perfect. It's just very um, um, ha- has a lot of energy to it. it has a lot of the um, uh, telltale signs of dance tracks that 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 bass synth just like pulsating in the background the whole time, and like the just the this the normal like I think the chorus goes like something like na na na. Something like that, and so it's just it 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 just it hits every single correct um, formula for like a great dance, great dance song, a great like voguing song. Um, I was getting like obviously Chungha vibes from it. Um, I was getting uh, who else? Who else? Like I forget who we covered in in the past year that it's like had a very heavy dance tracks, but um, but yeah. You said uh, KB, who, Cosmic what? Girls, WGS. Yes, Cosmic Girls. Yes, yeah. So yeah, so maybe it's just a trend with second gen groups. It's just, or you know, just like 
um, the go-to is just to hit the dance dance track. But yeah, I mean, as, as like a, I don't know. For me, I I will probably have way more to say about track number three um, because this this kind of felt like okay, I wasn't expecting anything really revolutionary. I was just expecting a great track, which this song is. Um, but I mean, outside of that, like I, I, I don't think I'm like wanting to go back. I'm only listening to this song because I know it's Kata and I know it's like a, like a like a special comeback and everything like that. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, like it's just it it feels. I I, I I think I might have to listen to it a little bit more to find out what's unique about it. But um, as a dance track, it just sounds like a great dance track. So. Um, yeah, let me let me think about more things to say as you guys talk about it. So, Steven, it is now your turn. Um, what do you think about Are you sure it's his single? Turn? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't host. Uh, Steven, you need I'll, to I'll volunteer this. to just yeah. go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. But um, I think this was more what I was expecting for at least their single. I th- I just think so much about. Mr. and having an iconic dance move. So this song is really, I think, a song to make you dance. And I feel like I don't really need to listen to it more to get like to get it. I think you just I got it right away. Like yeah. I, I think the way they waited for the chorus to bring in the drums was the perfect way to like build this song. I I, I think the the verse the first verse and like the intro it all sounded kind of mysterious and alluring but then they just bring in those drums and I think the w- melody and like it, the rhythm of the drums they worked really well together so I I think I was just immediately in once I got to that point um, so yeah it's a good like great it's like a great chorus which is also what I think about when I think of the Kara songs I know uh, so it. Just, it's like, this is what they do. It, it's not, I, I would agree, kind of like it's not groundbreaking, but it's just a good kind of Kara track that we we would uh, expect them to do. Um, but yeah, I, I, I only watched their uh, other Mama performance, which was their previous, or their other songs, their other hits. I did not see this one, though. <laughs> What about you, El Mark? What did you think about the lead single? Yeah, I now thought, you can talk. Oh, can okay, talk. okay. Oh, <laughs> it's my okay. Um, I thought is yeah. I thought this is very interesting about as a as the single because to me it feels like both a very kata song and like not a kata song at mm-hmm. all uh, because I think Chuck you touched about how it's like it feels like a more modern K-pop song, which for sure it does with the. Uh, production and all that. But I think because of that too, it does things that you're used to more in today's K-pop realm. Like it has a bit of an anti-drop. Like it's not like, you know, big and bounciful. It's just like straight up bass, the, you know, the strip, just drum of da, ta, ta, ta. And then the vocals too. But, and then the vocals um, it's very, it's just like the individual members with maybe like one line of harmony along with it like a doubled vocal uh but for the most part it's like that's it and with kata songs when i think of like what makes a kata song a kata song it's how the chorus is just 
a huge burst of energy with uh, a much fuller arrangement than what came before it and like heavily layered vocals where it's like really doesn't really not one single individual sticks out because they're all singing that chorus like step is probably like the greatest example of that uh damaged lady is also a great example of that like that's what i think of kata songs um but still this song also very much feels like a kata song because like steven mentioned like uh the melody and just how it's sung feels very kata like the when just a catchiness to it and like a danceability to it that is like yes like no one else could sing that kind of melody that the way that Kata can. So that's how I feel like it's sort of a perfect intersection of uh, what Kata was and then where K-pop is now. Because if there's like one thing I would describe like Kata's music and their peak was like, it's always, if you had to ask, like just ask me to describe what like K-pop, like how would you describe K-pop like in general? My first thought would generally be like a Kata song. It would be, like step it would be mr stuff like that like songs like that pandora maybe too it's like that's how i imagine k-pop in the just a very general sense even though it's so much more than that but in a general sense when i think k-pop especially you know when i first started listening to it which is like 2010 2011 it's kata so i think this is a really good mixture of of both of like everything of k-pop then and now well said. Well said. Oh my! I I was yeah, just looking at say? the um, the credits on this, and oh yeah, we do have uh. Wait, I thought I saw Nicole on here, but and no, Nicole, we, we uh, yeah lyrics, but we also have Kimboa, like the speaker Kimboa. Mm-hmm. I did not know that, so I this yeah I don't know that's just cool to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. Ji uh, Young also had uh, some composition in this as well, so yeah. I was, I, I, oh yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, Kimbo does a lot of like she does a lot of this stuff too. So I yeah, that's cool. Yeah. She must have ran a bunch of their stuff before too. But yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't have anything more to add music wise. Stephen, have anything we missed? Um. Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, with with that, then uh, obviously we got the Mama performance, but we had a subsequent music video. Um, I had a chance to check it out. It was great. It was. It felt a lot of um, a lot of set pe- or like grand sets that they performed on. Uh, what did you guys kind of think though overall about this music video? Yeah, I, I you know it's like a kind of typical type of video i don't i wasn't thinking too much about their previous videos but like yeah yeah they have i i think i feel like they have a lot of close-ups in this one and they all like they <laughs> all look like so awful, good yeah. yeah um but yeah I, I know it's a nice good video i don't think super interesting i guess uh yeah <laughs> i'll t- i'll look at it right now actually and see what it, I, yeah. I love watching all these second gen groups and hit their like you know, I don't know. <laughs> their um early thirty, late twenties to early th- to mid thirties, whatever like age range. 
Um, because I don't know, they just I don't know, they just look so good still. Yeah. Like, oh, these in, are like, in different women. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 exactly. Like, like women. We're hitting we're just getting a flood of like women idols. Um and their their style and elegance and grace. Um uh, uh, even with the boy groups, like they're they're like more distinguished and like refined. Like it just I don't know, it kind of it's it's fun to see this side of uh K pop where it's just um I don't know. Just the, it, it almost feels like these are the ex- experts, quote unquote. Like these are the originators, or even though they're second gen, but you know these are, um, the the masters in the game, just showing how it's done, kind of vibe. And like there was a sense of like, um, I don't know. Everyone just felt so confident in this video, and like their outfits mm-hmm. were amazing. Um, I guess I really like that set where it was like a bunch of like steps or platforms or something like that with a red background. Mm-hmm. Um, Is it the main yeah. dance sequence one? Or? Yeah, the main dance sequence. I I, I, I guess I really like that. Um, obviously, the one I really liked is the... Pa- I, I forget who was in it, but the pastel, marble pastel kind of... Uh, I forget. Anyway. Um, yeah, I thought it was just... It was great. It's... It was like a lot of color, a lot of like you said, Stephen close-ups, which are great. It's great to have like those that many close-ups. Um, but yeah, just a lot of pretty visuals for me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, all those glamour shots were just stunning, especially because like I feel like stunning. Kata was always <laughs> was like known for like just being like goddesses in a way, like mm, okay, especially like their leader, like Yuri, is considered like a goddess type mm-hmm. idol, sort of. Similarly, how like Jiho is nowadays. Uh, um, so, like, it's they, of course, like, visually, they're always going to reflect that same thing. And, like, they just all, like, the styling was perfect, I think. They all look gorgeous. The choreography also was, like, perfect for them. It still felt very, like, it didn't feel like, oh, okay, like the simple second gen choreography they used to do. Uh, like, it, it kept up with, you know, where K pop is today. Um, and yeah, but the main thing I really do want to point out is just, you know, after all that, the end where mm. after all the performances and all that and like the, the shot of all five of them together. But then it, um, you know, it's a new shot after that and the camera zooms back or not zooms back, like pulls back and then you see six microphones. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, what no, does that, that mean? I'm wait, is that <laughs> well? <laughs> Okay, good. I was yeah, like, okay, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, but yeah, it's just like, yeah, Guhara is always going to be, you know, a part of Kara. Like, and that's I, I just love that nod, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Ugh, I yeah, it's Kara, and I forget another like, I, I, th- I think that's why I not not stayed away. It wasn't the main reason why I stayed away. I think I was just kind of, I just remember, um, I just remember that that or that or I I remember that fact, and it, it kind of it it made me sad to think about the group. It was hard for mm-hmm. me to like disassociate the two. Like I I just not that it tarnished it, but it was kind of like I it, yeah I, it's hard yeah, it was, it's and it hurts yeah. like yeah but yeah I think. I know. I, I love that, you know, seeing the group sort of still come together and like, you know, 
the fact that it's so much of their life that they devoted to like being a group together and like they're able to have all that love still while also giving that nod to someone that they also loved. It's like, you know, I think that's what makes it, you know, it's, it's always going to be hard, but Mm -hmm. there's, you know, always going to be love surrounding, you know, that person as well. Still, even if they are not, you know, physically here with us. I think, you know, it's just those nods. It's, you know, it does bring up pain, sadness, but you know, it's, also being human yeah grief is being is part of being human so very true all right well we uh we got through two songs we have two more to go and uh we also have a game so when we come back from break uh all of that will be brought to you so stick around we'll see you all on the b-side Uh, like I said, we have two more tracks to talk about. And um, Stephen, you don't have to think too hard. You're the one who's going to start the conversation of this song. So, Stephen, track number three. Shout out how much <laughs> you love this song. Shout it out, I mean. Okay, let me move back a little bit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Lower the volume on yeah, your, your mic. No, I, actually, it was nice to listen through all of those songs. Because this was… The one I felt like maybe it was the most, I don't know, it could have come out at a lot of times in Kara's career. It, it like has a bit of a modern production sound, but like it adds like a, a song itself. It is, it's like cl- a classic kind of form and um, it just fits the title, shout it out. Like they have all of their um, like little, Ad lib shouts in the back, uh, yeah. The, and the chorus also has that like ah, ah parts, and like I think that's a big part of like second gen kind of choruses, yeah. and I think that's just what stood out to me about this. Um, again, another song kind of like the uh, the title track where you like you hear it, and then I felt like I, I got it right away. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I would say the title track is probably my favorite. I think I just prefer the the chorus on that, so uh, I, I like that one. But uh, yeah, this one's also one to make you get up and move. Um, other than that, yeah, I I don't really have a lot. I think I was like hoping there was a bit more from the bridge, like maybe some more. Tension because sometimes that's what like it didn't like release as as much as I thought it they could have with this. Uh, so if I had a complaint, I guess it's that. Um, yeah, it's but it, it's again just one of those songs you you hear and you're like, yeah, I I know what this is. <laughs> so I, I I like it. Oh, let me do this so I don't forget. There you go. Stop the recording. I remembered. Good 
good. I'm I'm learning. I'm growing, guys. So, Alan Mark, what did you are are you shouting out from the rooftops for this song as well? Oh yeah, just as loudly as Kata does in those these types of choruses for sure. Uh, yeah, I think hearing this, I was like, oh, this feels more of like the Kata I'm very used to, where mm-hmm. the chorus is a lot fuller in their arrangement. It's a full on like choral type of like chorus that hits just like immediately. Um, so yeah, but I mean, similarly to Stephen, I don't have a lot of notes. It's very fun <laughs> me to listen to. It's just like, yeah, it, it reminds me of like Step and those older songs that, you know, I am uh, very familiar with the Kata. So um, this one felt like the most like uh, nostalgic to like their what made them really popular. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's just a really fun song. They, it's like they couldn't not have this type of song on this album. You know, it sounded like a good like this is a single you would have heard 15 years ago, like 12 years ago. So, yeah, just glad that, you know, they're still very true to who they are. as. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm thinking like, <clears throat> so for me, I thought it was a banger. I, I really love the way this, uh, this how frenetic this energy was coming from the song. It just, yeah, like you're saying, very much reminiscent of second gen. Just a lot of just sounds everywhere, and let's see how many uh, layers we can add. Um, and for me, I, I think, I mean, when I move makes sense as a single now, but I feel like I think I want to. Maybe it's just me wanting to see the music video for this song because I feel like this would be. A good throwback visually. I don't know. Um, it'd be it'd be funny for them to kind of re rewear some of the stuff uh, from their second gen days. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if, if that'd be worth watching. But yeah, I think I think in my head, I was having a lot more fun with this track, and I I, I just thought um, this one more than when I move made me want to move. Um, and more like jump, I guess. But yeah, this this was a very infectious song, and um, I think, like I said, or like I was alluding to, I think this is my favorite song. Um, but yeah, that I mean, I don't really have to say anything more as well. It's just a yeah, a great, great classic Kata track. So when you just yeah. said like. Maybe seeing them wear some of their old outfits. I was I was trying to think if anyone recently has worn suspenders because, like, that was a that was an yeah. iconic uh, oh, outfit yeah. for Kara. So I was like, if they brought back suspenders, I would I'd be down for that. I'd be down for that and short hair. Yeah. Well, I guess a lot of groups, short mohawks oh, and everything. I was about to be like, I remember seeing suspenders recently. Uh, it's Pokemon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's me. <laughs> Did you ever get that uh, overall or jumpsuit that you wanted? Uh, no. I well, it uh, the overalls. It, oh, you got overalls. I got them, but they didn't fit me, so I ended up giving it to uh, a friend. Okay. Um, but then I recently also ordered another set of overalls and also a sleeveless. Uh, like jumpsuit, like a workman shoot. Love suit. it. Yeah. So Love it. I'm very like very bong chani, so I'm very excited to get those. Uh, probably by Friday. Friday. Probably tomorrow. They might be in by tomorrow. Ooh, okay. Did you guys see what Bong Chan said? I, I guess I just saw it on Twitter. 
was some line about if mitochondria are the powerhouse yeah. of the cell, <laughs> then music is what powerhouses us through hell. Wow. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I, I did I not? Re- I recently said what, what? Hyunjin was my. Are they said Hyunjin? No, I, I think I. I oh, you said Hyunjin. Yeah, I don't know anyone no, who says the word. What a lie! What a with guy. that line. With, oh with, my god! Oh. Did he say it? it oh, I want to. It was at a concert. Like a, it was oh, at the stage. Uh, oh, okay. My god. Was it yeah. a quote or like is there a video of him saying that? Because I, I want to hear him saying it in his accent. He's locked and loaded. Yeah, yeah, you'll just find, just search mitochondria. Okay, yeah. mitochondria bangchan. Yeah, love it. Okay, anyway, okay. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait to do another Stray Kids uh, oh. album. Yeah, can't we? Yeah, we didn't touch them at all this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe. Okay. In so January in the year ended. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's end out. Let's end it with track number four. Uh, a nice way to close out this episode and the album itself. So Alamark, um, number four is entitled Oxygen. Did you get a breath of fresh air when you uh, started listening oh, to this man. track? It, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so sweet. Uh, but it's also like knowing this album is coming and then um, I was like, are they going to have a song that is sort of an ode to Guhara? Yeah. And as I listened to this, I was like, oh, this this might be it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's it's so sentimental. It uh like it's that classic kind of just like um emotional uh like almost ambivalent type of like ballad where it's both like there's a weight and heaviness and sadness to it, but it's also sort of bright and uh, nostalgic in a happy way uh, because it's like sort of remember remembering the good stuff that you know came from someone from your past so yeah um, even before I looked at the lyrics like I could just feel it with both of course the arrangement how it's written but also with the uh, I feel like the the vocal performance on all five of them like you could really like sense it you know and whether or not it, that is the actual case that this song is sort of like you know in honor of you know their past member that you know lived like a very a, a tough but very like fruitful life with them in the group i think you know um it's just a very beautiful beautiful song um so whether or not it is in honor it's gorgeous and i think that's a reason why it's my favorite song in the album. I just love how it's performed. Everyone sounds great. Um, I've always really liked Seung Yun's voice. I thought her, uh, she always had a lot of power behind it and probably is their best vocalist. And um, yeah, she blends through the delicateness, but also strength in certain sections too that um, she's always excelled at. Uh, so yeah, I know. it. This song makes me feel very deeply (laughs) so i think that's another reason why i really love it so yeah yeah for me i i i was uh, the very first thought i had was like this was such a beautiful ballad it's just so nice not to hear the piano stool song type of ballad that we normally listen to and i i i 
I also got very sentimental with the song. It just kind of felt it. It really had that. Um, I don't know. It it, it was it just overall sad but hopeful tone to it vibe um and and so it's just i i so with that i, I have to agree with you alan mark this is such a beautiful beautiful song and like i i was looking forward to it every time i would run through the the album and yeah it was just such pretty vocals and yeah i thought that guitar was just perfect the um the tone of it was just it it, it wasn't overpowering it was just it just helped the company and helped the, mo- the song move forward. And um, yeah, I thought that was overplayed. It played it really, really well. Yeah. So overall, an incredible song. And um, yeah, I love it. All right, Steven. Yeah. Guitar voices. <laughs> what did you think? I, I, yeah. I, not much else to add, really. Um, really, yeah, just so, so pretty. I, I think. Much like Happy Hour, every section had this at least like one really pretty melody line in there. And I think overall, I think I just liked the melody of this the most of any song. Um, I, I would have to say like I the end too, it just... the Where there was that more strong like delivery, but a lot of it, it's kind of just some like quiet it were like lower for quiet delivery um so i thought overall this this whole vocal performance was really strong um oh my gosh i had a note i was gonna say uh, uh it was all right no yeah it, it's a really <laughs> very nice song oh my gosh i forgot that's okay. what i was gonna say uh but yeah i it wasn't gonna be too much more but it was kind of my more Oh, the more like prominent thought I had about it, but then it disappeared. That's all right. <laughs> uh, come I, back. It was like something about the title. Eh, it's okay. I don't need to <laughs> think about. Were you it. alluding to like the metaphor of uh, uh, breathing in oxygen? No, uh, I don't think so. Life, it was just no. like of life, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's all right. I was looking up the uh, English translated lyrics, and it's. Um, it's a sad love song about um, no longer being with somebody. So I, I guess that it, it's specifically to like the one that you love that's no like um, like in a you know romantic relationship. But I think reading more into the lyrics, it's um, it's a lot of um, messaging and uh, you know, lines about. Um, moving on, like feeling your presence again, missing like the the breath or like feeling the mm. breath of you or whatever, all that stuff. So, so yeah, just when you mentioned Guhara, I was just like, oh, of course, no wonder why. Like I didn't put that together until you said it just then, and like it just added so much more to this song. It's just so so pretty and beautiful. Even more so now. So, um, it's okay, Stephen. You can maybe I'll I'll <laughs> amend that episode expressed. later. It was expressed throughout our yeah. talk. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Wonderful song. Wonderful way to end this 
album. And speaking of ending, it's time to wrap up the shop, guys. Time for one last call. Um, I know there's probably a lot we could say, a lot, a lot of hypothesize, but I think for this la- one last call, I just want to kind of get a sense of your like what you thought this album like what what this album made you feel overall like in in the grand scheme of things um like so um i guess i i will start i i can start i will say um overall what a beautiful beautiful ep it's just it's just so nice to hear uh this group sing again this group come together and it was um um like a wonderful wonderful reunion um just just such a beautiful uh tone to their voices and just energy and just like they like they truly are you know not not my like top like second gen groups that I've like stuck around with um but they've definitely been in my mind since their debut even though I don't really haven't really listened to them um as much as I should have but I, I think this was such a I, whatever this means. I don't know if they're coming back together. Or they just need to celebrate the fifteenth uh, anniversary of the debut. Uh, whatever that means, or whatever the future holds for this group, it's just so nice that um, we get to at least enjoy them a little bit longer, um, and uh, to know that they still are amazing as a group. And I wouldn't mind more Kata songs, honestly. Like this is. This is, these are great. So if if you can just pull these out of nowhere, like what else can you pull? So yeah. So well, much much welcomed um, comeback and uh, yeah. Sure, I I can go. Okay. Uh, I, with all of these groups, like that, where there's a long period where, or when there's kind of a release announced, uh, I'm always happy that they are back. But for this one. Like, I don't know also what is next for the the group, Um, especially after hearing this. uh, I kind of feel like this could just have been their next release. Like, the styles I had, it kind of could fit just where they left off in a way. Um, But I think what I also think is, like, a strength about it is that it didn't try to be a very contemporary, like, try to fit into the trends and styles of 2022 Mm K-pop. I I think the intention really was to be very true to who Kara is and who, like, I think a lot of people would remember them to be. Uh, And I think they they pulled that off. Um, I feel like I might not ever listen to this album again. I I will listen to the songs, but I don't know if I'm just going to play through it like but I, I think again it, to have them also come back at the mamas was is a very cool moment um so yeah i think also all these all these people if they if they pref- are they doing like the normal uh sort of promotions for this oh, with I their shows know. i i always want the younger the newer current gen to like Interact, interact, and just yeah. see the people who are like around. Because I know they're they're just yeah. there, but to see them as the group that that got them to where they are. So, 
that is always something I, I look forward to. Um, but yeah, I think I, I it's just it was just an enjoyable listening experience. Um, and glad to have the name and the group back. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think. Sorry, to, but, but right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know uh, Kata just opened up a TikTok account, and they already started posting like them doing the choreography with like some of the newer. Okay. I, well, I saw the one where um, I think Ji Young was did the dance with uh, Jung Han and Sung Kwan from Seventeen. So, <laughs> and I'm, I know Sung Kwan was geeking out a lot for that. But yeah, just uh, I, I think we'll be seeing some some yeah. stuff like that. So. I think your wishes will be granted, Steve. Yeah, yeah, but I guess I'll close out um, with my thoughts. But I mean, yeah, I guess I was the biggest fan of Kata out of the three of us, even though, yeah, I didn't listen to B-sides. I just listened to the singles. But I listened to the singles a lot uh, because based on my timeline, I believe Step was probably the first comeback I had with them. And like, in my opinion, Step is one of the like just greatest K-pop songs ever. Uh, so, uh, like those have really helped, like st- stuck strong with me in my time with K-pop, um, you know, and I think Journey, they're just so iconic. It's very known amongst, uh, you know, I guess K-pop fans that have been around it for a while. And a bunch of the idols now are still probably doing covers of Kata songs, you know, Mr. is one of the most famous ones, even though it wasn't even the lead single of that album. So, um, yeah, but I think, uh, I mean, through all that, I, I'm, I'm very happy that this happened because, um, as I mentioned with the Girls' Generation episode, like, we don't get as many of these, like, reunion comebacks, like, fully from girl groups because of, um, you know, they're not as appreciated as they get older as, like, say, male groups are, male idols, stuff like that. Um, they're just not, I guess, not maybe not granted as much opportunity or... Um, it's just hard to get schedules together, but uh, I'm happy that they like put in the effort to really get together, especially since like not all of them were actually in the group at the same time and watching stuff like they did a killing voice recently that came mm-hmm. out. And then I love seeing like uh, Ji Young and uh, Nicole interact with Young Ji, even though they weren't, uh, they didn't overlap at all as being members in Kata, but there's still that sort of like, love that um is shared around that i think i really appreciate uh, yeah and yeah it's just then coming back feels like uh, seeing an old friend again and i think that's really like nice and comforting in that way uh yeah because you know yeah i wasn't I, I still wouldn't consider myself like the biggest kata fan but it's always one of those it's like um you appreciate when they're there and because they're there and because they exist. And, um, you know, they deserve a lot of the love that they have gone and continue to have. And, uh, you know, and it'd be nice if we could get more because they're a really fun group, I think, to to have around. Um, but even the, even if this is just it for a, you know, 15 year anniversary and maybe they don't do another one for like until their 20th or whatever. But um it is a very like, loving and welcome gift to the fans, but also feels like they did it for themselves as well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's what I got. It's just very sentimental. I'm very, very tender because of it. It's very nice. Yeah. Nice. 
Nice. I love it. All right. Well, well said, everyone. Um, that's it. That's our episode. We did it. It's episode two, season three, in the books. We uh, we really enjoyed you uh, staying and listening through this entire episode. At least 62 of you have. So thank you very <laughs> much for that. Uh, I mean, I guess we're three. So at least 59 of you um, listened to this episode all the way through. So thank you. You know, Stephen is listening to this podcast. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Okay. 60 of us. 60 of us. Um, yeah. <laughs> he listened to episode 92, though. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> I, I listened, yeah. Pre-release. Pre-release only. doesn't yeah. count towards the streams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, we, we really re- appreciate you coming and staying. And so we really hope you enjoyed. And uh, yeah, you can catch more episodes of Holly Can Eat uh, on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Um, yeah, there might be some groups. Maybe you just watch the Mama Awards uh, and started liking a certain group from their performance. I'm sure we covered most, if not all of the group's artists that were featured in the awards. I think we have, right? At some point in time. Most. We, we, there's uh, one glaring oh, one, one, one. one that we did not cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe when they release a mini or full album, stop Probably. doing single albums. Do a, yeah. <laughs> give us at least four songs. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. Stop releasing really good single albums. Really good two tracks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um. Uh. But yeah. We, like, if you started liking group because of the mamas, go check our past episodes. Uh, we have covered a lot of albums. Ninety three, just about. Um. To be. Um. Yeah. Just to be honest, but yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good content out there so a lot of it's pretty timeless um, hopefully so um, you can also follow us on all the social media we are still on Twitter uh, forever how long that will be Uh, we are also on Instagram and TikTok if you want to follow us there and of course you can email us hollycaneat at gmail.com Stephen like always every single episode every single week is waiting for your messages your praise, your feedback, anything you want to send to us, your collabs, we are there. We want we want to listen or we want to read them and want to reply. So Stephen uh, checks it every single day, every single hour of every single day. So he gets sad when there's only zero zero new emails. So send him something. I'll send you something, Stephen. You can check. Um, although I'll probably just read my own email and accidentally forget to unread it. Or, uh, yeah, make it on red. Okay, that's enough of that. Um, so, yeah, thank you all for uh, joining. Um, I guess, yeah, that's it. That's the end of our show. So, for Alan, Mark, Stephen, and I, it has been our pleasure being your leaders this week. So long, stay safe, and we'll see you next feast. See ya. Honey, honey, honey. Da na 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 honey. Honey, honey. I know. April and I always sing that song whenever Powder comes <laughs> up. So. Mm-hmm.